What's up, everybody? This is your boy Wayne, aka the Pinoy Boy. This is another edition of the Pinoy Boy Files. Well, it's Friday, y'all. But this mandate's a pandemic. It's not like you really go out and party and have fun. You know, you kind of have to, you know, hold tight to where you're at and everything, you know. Um, but I do want to kind of like discuss on a few things that's been uh, going on this week. You know, a lot of it, of course, revolves around our, our pandemic. Um, but I do want to talk about how this pandemic is not only affecting our quality of life, it's also affecting our sports. I mean, you have... You know, now that they're trying to, in, to uh, infiltrate sports back in our daily lives, and of course you see all the, you know, guys playing in empty stands, you know, NBA's playing in like in a bubble type setting. Um, you have, you know, you got car- cardboard cutouts of fans and such, you know. So it definitely has effect- affected our sports. And you're starting to see... Uh, players, you know, backing out, you know, opting out for the year. Now, there's been some players that kind of, you know, been, you know, you know, been on the fence about doing it. You know, guys like uh, Tampa Bay pitcher Blake Snell, uh, Anaheim um, Angels superstar baseball player Mike Trout, Bryce Harper. There's been a few, and um, but they chose to play on. But there's been a lot of players that decided to back out. Now, I've been reading on social media on that. You know, as far as some of the some of the fans are kind of like you know calling out the players' toughness. You know, calling them pussies and stuff like that. Now, first things first. I promise you, especially for those who play the game of football, these football fans will go ahead and call a football player, which averages about at least six feet, six foot two, 240 pounds, and calling him a pussy. I promise you, half those ones who are popping off in the mouth like that will probably get their chin checked badly. So. I would really think twice before they go ahead and question a person's, you know, toughness over that. Um, but what I what I do want to say is the ones who have backed out. Most recently, Eagles wide receiver Marquise Goodwin. I, in his case, I can totally understand. Because him and him and his wife have been trying to have a family the last couple times, and the wife has miscarried. So, so for that to happen, and being at this time around, he just became a father, and he just didn't want to risk the chance of getting his newborn baby sick. To completely understand that and respect that. Big time. 
you know, again, I'm not going to go ahead and, you know, disrespect a player, you know, who says, nah, I want to play. Now, if you're acting in that way just because if you're being somewhat cavalier and callous about it, then yes, you deserve to be called out for, for, for your attitude, not necessarily for your safety. Um, but that's just my spin on that. I think that these, these players, yes, they get paid a lot of money to play a kid sport, but that's just still not, you know, you still, sometimes you got just back, got back away from the money and just think about your family. You know, family always comes first. That's one thing I used to preach to my daughters, you know, way back in the day. Family always comes first. Now, as far as what's going on with the pandemic itself, we have a lot of, you know, both people for and against. Got a lot of people who are siding with President Trump, thinking that this hydroxychloroquine is the miracle drug. I kind of find it funny that earlier in the week, he was pretty much spinning that uh, that nonsense again. And then right at his press conference yesterday, he sounded more somber, more humble, and pretty much, you know, somebody might have put something in his ear about you just need to stop with these ridiculous tweets. Such as, he's now thinking about preventing the election day altogether. Come on now. We all know why he's doing that. And he can go ahead and try to spin it, try to imply that the voting may get corrupted, the voting may get misconstrued if they do the mail the mail order ballots. Now I did my mail order ballots, but I may still go in to the polling center and vote. Just so I can say yes, I vote. But I just find it really funny that our president wants to now, oh, let's go ahead and extend election day. But what, another year? I don't think so. Not when our economy is in complete shambles. Not when our morale is in complete shambles. Not when our country is in complete shambles. Instead of coming together, we are at war with one another. You got cities that are under siege right now. I mean, yes, there are protesters out there who are trying to protest peacefully. Then you got the ones who are trying to take advantage of the situation just for their own agendas. Most notably, there is a person out there that they had a videotape. Or should I say recorded on their on their cellular phone? There's a guy who walks around with it with an umbrella. He's completely masked up. He was seen totally destroying a AutoZone facility. And by no means he is not even supporting a Black Lives Matter movement. He is actually what was actually 
a member of a white supremacist affiliate. But he was dressed pretending to be a Black Lives Matter uh, supporter. So see how all this gets spanned around. I mean, it's really just so they can kind of really, you know, make things look bad for what the Black Lives Matter movement is actually trying to do. Then you turn that around with, of course, you got some of these knuckleheads who are just, just trying to get some free stuff. Yeah, I'm glad that the looting has somewhat subsided in a good majority of our cities. But unfortunately, there's still a lot of crime, a lot of hate, a lot of uh, dissension. Dissension, rather. Of not only with our family, but with our friends, our co-workers, even people that we don't know, but we're totally split in half because we're we as a nation is at the fence as far as what to believe, what not to believe. Whether if it's if it's logical to wear a mask or don't wear a mask. I had a person yesterday who um, he made a comment about you know you know we we shouldn't have to let our government tell us what to do and how to how to do you know this is this, you know this is almost like being in a dictatorship well don't we have our, our government that regulates what what um as far as how much bullets we can buy to a certain extent our government makes us wear our seatbelt when we drive because if we don't wear a seatbelt you get a ticket our government has put these rules out there whenever we, we fly on, on vacation on airplanes that we have to go through all these checkpoints So what's the problem? There isn't any. Just people make these lame ass excuses on why they don't want to wear a mask. Realizing that this is the only way to curtail the spread of this virus. And not to mention, there's some masks out there that are actually pretty cool to wear. I mean, the one I got on right now is kind of like a mask slash scarf is camouflage it looks sharp I like it you know I mean if you go wear one at least wear one that makes you look you know that they make you look good in I know that's a lot of the reason why people don't want to wear a mask because uh, these masks are ugly which is really petty and that's all I have to say about that um The next thing I want to kind of like want to express my views on, and I just want to hope that people can kind of like uh, maybe put their two cents worth in as well, is that are, are we in the era 
of complete regression to a point that our country needs a reset button. And this is what I mean. You look how it was back in the 1960s when you had the civil rights movement and you have all this rioting going on in key parts of our, our country. Then you look at how it is now. Now you would think with all the technology that we have, with all the, you know, how things have changed so much, you would think that we would be better off, that things would be improved. But unfortunately, it isn't. So, what can could we do to try to pull ourselves out of this regressed state and into a more positive setup? It's not going to be easy. But the biggest thing is being able to understand and learn from each other. Learn about our culture and our and the other people's culture. So that way you have a better understanding instead of just having your pre-existing notions about how these certain people are what they what what they like what they don't like what foods they eat and all that for example there's a big time misconception that Filipinos are not are 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 are, are, are just one type and that that they're only supposed to be a certain um, a certain look, a certain feature. And that's not true. Because there's over 7,000 islands in, in the country of the Philippines. There's so many different dialects of the Philippines. So you're not going to always get have the usual Filipino type. I mean, there's ones that have my features. There's ones that may uh, look like actress Nia Peoples, which she looks more exotic. She looks more of a, uh, a Pacific Islander type. While I kind of favor, and, and I often get mistaken for it, a Latino, Hispanic. was because I read about it, watched about it, and listened to, you know, my godparents, my mom, you know, as far as how the Philippines were, I have a better understanding for it, a better appreciation for it. I also understand the struggle that Filipinos have. That's something that really doesn't get talked about a lot. I mean, the Filipino, and I, and I don't think it's not just, you know, the, the Filipinos. I think there's a lot of um, Asian, the Asian culture 
And I think it, it, this is kind of maybe applies to different cultures as well. That they strive to have a certain look to be more accepted. Like Filipinos try to have the, their skin as light as possible because they feel that that's acceptable and that that makes it more attractive. It makes it more better, feel better about themselves. Which in other Asian countries, they'll either have uh, plastic surgery to enhance themselves. They may also have eye surgeries that make their eyes more oval and not as slanted to kind of like give them a more Americanized look. So it's just rather interesting that, that we have all, all these type of things, but yet we're not happy with what we are. I mean, I get, I mean, I get it if, if you're trying to get certain types of surgeries because, you know, maybe you're morbidly obese or maybe you have some type of growth tumor or, or something like that you want to get changed. But to have all these stuff done and then risk the chance of you know, getting sick. Like a lot of these women get these, get, you know, breast implants, knowing that the silicone may leak out and then they can get, they can get silicone poisoning from it. This women has died from that. So the moral of the story is just be happy with yourself. If you want making changes about yourself, you know, do your research. Do your research you know, something, and also, you know, don't, you know, especially if you're gonna do some a major surgery like that, you know, don't try to do something on the cheap because, you know, that could be fatal. A lot of these countries that has these type of sur- surgical procedures done, why not do more harm to themselves than good? Just saying. But finally, I'm going to go ahead and finish this off with a little, little talk. I started with sports. I'm going to finish it with sports. And I just want to call BS on the experts, coaches that all mention about the NFL's top 100 players. Of which, and they can, y'all can call me a homer if you want to, but. They left out Carson Wentz on that list. But yet, they put Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Brian Tannehill on NFL's top 100. Kyler Murray was only a rookie last year. He only has one year of arm and body of work. I'm sorry, has he even played in a playoff game? No. So how was he even put in there? Now, even though Josh Allen is a he's a decent quarterback, he is nowhere near as good as Carson Wentz. Nowhere near as good. And Ryan Tannehill was shown the door when he was down in Miami. The reason that Ryan Tannehill was effective because he had a great running back in Derrick Henry. Any football person knows that if you have a good running back or a good running game, it makes your offense more potent. So, to consider 
what Carson Wentz had to deal with last year. I mean, he had a, I mean, he had a bunch of wide receivers that might as well have the "Hello, my name is" tag on their jersey, in the front of their jersey, not the back. I mean, guys like Deontay Burnett, Robert Davis, Greg Ward Jr. Who are these guys? So, to do that, and it's not like he, he started to get a good running game when Miles Sanders started to ascend and, and started to really start to ball out on his own. That, and then also the, 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 the growth of Boston Scott as well. So... So to have that, but that was on on the on the pretty much the latter end of the season. Concerning that what how Carson Wentz was able to navigate through 2019 season, and still won the NFC East, still passed for over 4,000 yards without having 1,000 yard receiver. If that is not damn impressive, I don't know what. He was basically playing with guys who were probably bagging groceries at your local supermarket. I mean, come on, folks. Carson Wentz not in the top 100. This is an absolute slap in the face of the man they call Ginger Jesus. So, I hope, and better yet, I predict that Carson Wentz, if the COVID-19 does not affect the season. Carson Wentz is going to play like a man possessed. But not by the devil. Because he's a God. He, he's a God man. But rest assured. He is going to play with a chip on his shoulder. He's going to make those same people. Who thought that Carson Wentz was a scrub. Was a bum. Etc. Etc. He's going to get them a friendly reminder of how Carson Wentz was before he got hurt. Because when he went on that incredible run in 2017 before he got hurt, he was ranked number three overall by the NFL. It was a perennial finalist. Well, I'm going to say perennial, but he was a finalist for the MVP voting that year. Before he got hurt. So for those who 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 are gonna doubt Carson Wentz, y'all just better watch out. Cause I'm telling you, between the return of Deshaun Jackson, first round draft pick Jalen Rieger, plus you have Ertz and Dallas Goddard working your tight ends. I'm gonna tell you right now. Defensively wise, yes, I'm gonna be a little nervous. Offensively wise, you give Carson Wentz a little bit of time in the pocket, three second stops, he's gonna make some defenses pay. That I promise you. And on that note, that's my time. I appreciate anyone out there listening to the podcast. As usual, be safe out there because this pandemic. 
is not ending no time soon. But I just want to wish everyone a, a happy and safe weekend. You got a hurricane coming through this way. It might dust the coast of Florida and may come up toward the Carolinas. So everyone out there, be safe. This is your boy Wayne, the AKA Pinoy Boy, signing off. One love. Peace. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Wayne, aka the Pinoy Boy. This is another edition of the Pinoy Boy Files. So it's been a been a minute since I've been on a podcast. I've been been busy, um, starting a new gig, not doing the security thing no more, uh, working from home, and that that's kind of exciting. Um, mainly because. You know, with this pandemic, not trying to be exposed and no type of crap. I know some may, some may look at this as me overreacting. I look at this as a necessary um, move. So, anyway. Uh, nothing's really changed since the last time I really done my podcast. See, uh, we still have issues with uh, the pandemic. Body count still rising, but yet our leaders are still encouraging us to uh, go back to school. And I also see that the State Department has just now authorized um, the, li- the limits as far as for people uh, traveling. Now, it was to my understanding that we already are uh, authorized to travel at a limited capacity. So I'm assuming that that's still gonna be the case. But, being that we're, you know, we're kinda like, uh, you know, per se, trying to lift lift up the curtain and let's see what, what comes out behind the curtain is a dangerous game. Now, I know that a lot of people have have their opinions about where to, where not to wear a mask, whether to wear a mask, whether this pandemic is for real or the CDC is just, you know, blowing smoke up people's butts and such. But to me, with something like this, you can't just have a blind eye and just look the other way. I mean, I know why a lot of this stuff is happening as far as letting open the schools back up and now with this, you know, lifting up travel restrictions and everything. You know, businesses are hurting. I mean, normally during this time of the year, uh, hospitality places is, you know, up and running. Um, uh, resorts, up and running. Amusement parks, up and running movie theaters, restaurants. I mean, I mean, we're missing out on a lot of stuff. A whole lot of stuff. And I get why that, you know, our government is trying to, at least trying to bring things back in slowly but surely. But 
is it really worth all the trouble? I mean, I'm not saying we got to be complete hermits and not um, and not be um, you know and, and be you know, locked in and not even try to socialize. I mean, obviously, we need to go out to you know to, to get some fresh air when needed. We have to you know, go to our, our stores and get our, our much needed supplies, you know, food and such. But as far as all the other things, is it worth the trouble? I mean, I, mean, I live here in Orlando. I mean, come on, this is like the music uh, park capital of the world. I, mean, I got Universal, I have Disney, Fun Spot, the Orlando Eye, all these spots. So, you see stuff like this, and yeah, you miss it, but in essence, you also can't help but to look at the, the consequences if we don't try to uh, acknowledge that this is for real, that this is something that we can't just be an ostrich and stick our head in the sand. We have to be mindful of this. And that's the part I think a lot of people don't do. So when I hear about parents, um, some parents wanting to send their kids back to school, I really have to question their judgment. Now, now granted, some of them are single parents and they may not have all the necessary equipment to homeschool their children. Well, maybe they don't have time, you know, because they're working, you know, amongst the few who are working. That aspect, I understand. But there's some of them that I would think that they just probably want their kid to, uh, you know, go to school just to kind of like, you know, be around their own element, you know, be able to socialize again. And that does play a part in the growth of a child. So that aspect I can kind of understand, but again, we're looking at, is this worth the trouble? Are you willing to make your child collateral damage? I know if my child was still young, the answer would be a resounding hell no. And what, what I really kind of wonder United States is probably arguably the most powerful country in the world. Bar none. But yet, we are the epicenter of all the diseases. And particularly, this one pandemic is kicking our butt. You look at a country like South Korea, 51 million people that lives in that small little country of South Korea. Yet only 300 confirmed deaths. 300. And whether that is true or not, I mean, I haven't really fact-checked that, but it was mentioned on news. Whether that's true or not, if it is true, that is very, very impressive. 
because obviously they took the time to prepare. They took the time to acknowledge that this is not something to be played around with. This is not something that we can just point the finger and say, who's to blame? This is more of, we need to figure out a way to get this under control so that so we can all go back to our normal life and that's the part that we as americans have yet to do that we're too busy worrying about social media we're too busy worrying about um some type of uh, celebrity news that's totally irrelevant we're too worried about what other individuals going to do next knowing that we have a pandemic that's killing people that's crippling people it's crippling our economy so instead of pointing the finger at one another we need to be accountable we need to be aware we need to be accountable of our surroundings we need to go out and vote we need to do what we need to do so we can get our normal life back. I miss being able to go see a movie, not have to worry about, at least the least thing I had to worry about was um, maybe having a person hear him smack his lips while he's eating some popcorn. Or hear somebody heckling me about how my team sucks at a baseball game. But now, we're watching baseball games with no no fans in the stands. Got cardboard cutouts. Watching basketball with, with no fans in the stands. Same for hockey. Our boxing, MMA, same situation. It looks, sounds, and appears weird. Yet we do what we can. To at least have some type of normalcy back. But yet, we cannot do something as simple as following the mandate. I.e., wear a mask. Wash your hands. People instead try to turn this into a political statement saying that we're a bunch of socialists this has nothing to do with politics that's the part that really makes me wonder about people's logic this has nothing to do with politics this has everything to do with what science is putting out there and it's been scientifically professed that you have to wear a mask you have to wear the proper protective equipment you have to wash your hands use sanitizers to keep this virus at bay practice social distancing but it's so hard about doing that but yet people make such a big stink about it that we're fighting over it you got people smacking the crap out of each other at places that you never thought what would happen at. I mean, when I saw that one young lady threw that older lady to the ground, all she was trying to do was correct her on how to wear a mask. And she had no right 
throwing that lady to the ground and breaking her leg. No right. Pathetic. Has our country really fallen off to a point that for some, I've even heard say this in, in casual conversation, some people are actually embarrassed to be American. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm far from embarrassed from being American. But I am embarrassed on our on our candor, on our acts, our behavior. I mean, when we are still being when you still hear about racism that should at least been scaled back some by the efforts of the civil rights movement back in the 60s. But yet, here it is in 2020, still happening, still existing. You can still hear people calling, calling black people niggers, Hispanics, spicks, Asians, zipperheads, Jewish people, kikes. Still hearing it. Still hearing people who are, who are worshiping a leader that's been dead for over 60 years and Adolf Hitler. Might be wrong about, about the time, but it's still. Guy's been dead for this period of time, but yet they still follow his ideology. Why? Why we do that? It sickens me and it saddens me. What needs to be done? America just needs to look themselves in the mirror. Sip on plain. Until we realize our shortcomings, this will continue. And that's all I got to say about that. Anyhow, that's my time, y'all. I just want to tell anyone out there, be safe. Wear a mask. Use, follow the mandate. And please learn from one another. Appreciate the blessings that you've been given. Take care. It's your boy Wayne, aka Panoy Boy, signing off. Peace.